0: I just a song so you can sing along with my special guest star, too. 14. Two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But A Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is a very special guest and a returning guest. She was on the White Christmas episode. It's Sierra Ryan, everyone.
1: Hi. Hello, John.
0: I'm assuming you're still a a New York City-based actress, performer and everything. Uh, Yeah,
1: all that. All that. Still doing that.
0: Nice. Nice. Yep. And we're here... talk about a movie i've never heard about before you suggested Uh it uh it's called dewberry was a lady it came out in 1943 are you like a fan of classic hollywood
1: i i am a fan of classic hollywood i was you know i i kind of grew up in the late 80s early 90s that was my formative years of knowing uh figuring out what I wanted to do in life. And one of the things that one of the joys that I had uh, was going to Blockbuster or the uh, the video, <laughs> I'm old, uh, the VHS you know shop around around the corner from us that was a little smaller than Blockbuster, but every so often they would I would find a new Hollywood uh, mu- movie musical. and what I would do is I would rent it or my mom would rent it, obviously, and I would take it home and I would watch it probably about four times. And sometimes I would uh, because this was before, sometimes even some of these were had been even made onto vinyl or cassette and this was before CDs. So what I would do is I would put my boombox up against the TV uh, speaker and make my own cassette soundtracks And sometimes the you know sometimes the introductory or the uh, the exit dialogue would would, bleed into it so sometimes i would remember you know i'd listen to that that kind of you know lead in and lead out information um and yeah that's how i that's how i educated myself about some of the american songbook that wasn't being played on the radio at the time um yeah so that's that's how i grew up with with uh, hollywood movie musicals from RKO to mgm to you know at the 70s and you know not quite the 80s because they kind of started dying down
0: by the 80s Mm, musicals yeah yeah they did and then they came back
1: moulin rouge all hail moulin rouge
0: (laughs) um do barry was a lady came out in 1943 uh screenplay by irving breacher based on the musical by herbert fields and bg de silva Mm -hmm. music and lyrics by cole porter so never heard of him Mm
1: -mm. i don't know who that is (laughs)
0: And you may hate me, but I think this is my first Cole Porter.
1: Oh, interesting. Not even Kiss Me Kate yet, huh?
0: Haven't done it yet. Nope. <gasps> Nobody That's has asked one. for it yet. That is oh. a good one.
1: Bring me back if no one else has claimed it. I will I will start talking to you about that one, too.
0: Uh, <laughs> the movie was directed by Roy Delruth. And according to IMDb. Okay, so. Okay, wait, let me let me read this and then I'll. Yes. A nightclub's coatroom attendant, who's in love with the club's singer, accidentally sips a drugged drink that makes him dream he's French King Louis the Fifteenth courting the infamous Madame Du Barry. Now no. I rented this on Prime because I didn't know yes. where else to watch it. Yeah, me too. And on there, they say that he's Louis the Sixteenth.
1: Yeah, there's some well. Also, understand this is his fever dream, so it doesn't really matter which Louis he is. Yeah. <laughs> like on on IMDb, they talked about like, well, the guillotine wouldn't have been there during the time of Louis the the 15th, 16th. And I'm like, it's it's his dream. It doesn't matter. There's mm, anachronisms true. all over the place.
0: Well, I mean, I, I feel like they should. They should. Everyone should agree. Like which Louis he is. True, true. It's supposed to be. Oh, uh, what? What?
1: There's. 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 There is a date where, like, they he sees his own painting and it says, like, what date it is. He mentions yeah. the date somewhere in there.
0: Listen, I blacked out so many times during this movie. Oh I yeah,
1: I, I. I was gonna say, John. Um. So the last time I saw this movie was probably when I was like thirteen, and I.
0: Oh good.
1: And the only reason probably that I that I took it off the shelf is because it had Gene Kelly in it. And I was I was determined to watch every single thing that Gene Kelly ever did in his lifetime. And I wanted to I want to want to open this discussion of Duberry was a lady by saying, John, I'm so sorry.
0: Thank you. i i've asked this question a few times on different episodes but like what the fuck was this movie
1: it's once again a lovely product of its time i mean okay so we can talk about all the well we can we can also talk about the fact that it was a broadway show before it was yeah before it was a movie.
0: I I did a little research on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It opened on Broadway in 1939, and it ran for 408 performances. So that's not even like that's like a little over a year, maybe.
1: If it's once a day, yeah. I mean, I don't,
0: I don't know what the Broadway schedule was like back in 1939. So, grain of salt. Um, But that's only
1: four years before this movie came out. So,
0: yeah, that's it. It's uh, contemporary. I've, I've noticed that that seems to be like the theme for the a lot of these golden age musicals um or classic hollywood musicals and all that mm-hmm. where it would open on broadway and then like two to five years later it would come it would out on,
1: on, let's let's take as, advantage as of the fact that not everyone can go to broadway let's make a movie out of it and get a whole new audience yes. engaged yeah totally
0: yeah but i feel like this movie was loosely based on so the loosely. stage version but
1: let's talk about like the okay the movie cast was red skelton gene kelly and lucille ball before she did the television lucy. yeah before she did uh, lucy the broadway cast in the red oh. skelton was bert Lar.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: in the Lucille Ball was Ethel Merman, and I can't remember who played the Gene Kelly. Who played? I Alex. don't remember
0: who played the Gene Kelly person, but Betty Grable was the um, cigarette girl.
1: Oh, which they changed the Virginia O'Brien. It
0: changed out. her name. Okay. And um, the Gene Kelly name, because he's named Alec in yeah. the movie. He's named Alex, Alex. in the show. So they changed name, like yeah. little things here and there. I did read though that Francis Williams and Gypsy Rose Lee would later play May on Broadway. Can you believe Gypsy Rose Lee? Gypsy yes. Rose Lee played May, and then it opened on the West End in 1942, but it only ran for 178 performances. So yeah.
1: it was, you know, I think it had Cole Porter's uh, brilliant songwriting skills in the Broadway version. Um, oh yeah, and there are only they're... three songs that really survived for the movie version. So you kind of got this, but but you kind of got some of the A-lister songwriters writing kind of mm-hmm. mediocre work. <laughs> it felt like oh, E. Y. Yip Harburg, who wrote w- *Wizard of Oz*, wrote music for for the movie. And
0: yeah, who'd you say?
1: Uh, Yip Harburg. You oh with, yeah 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 you know? he uh,
0: uh he wrote the lyrics for salome and roger edens wrote a lot of music for the, yeah. like he wrote the music for a lot of the songs here
1: yeah
0: um so i, I you know i i said i've said this before on past episodes i make an outline for myself and my guests to mm-hmm. you know just to reference and then i put the songs on there just so we We can, like, scroll back or whatever and be like, oh, yeah, that that song, that one song. I don't know when any of these songs really happened in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I know, like, Do I Love You was when Gene Kelly was playing the piano in her dressing room. He had a
1: solo after. Yeah, exactly. Uh
0: And then he had a dance number with the Do I Love You.
1: He's a composer-dancer. If you're a composer back then, apparently you had to dance, too.
0: Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. yeah Yeah, that was one of my questions like he's a what now (laughs) uh virginia o'brien sang salome Mm -hmm. which what
1: (laughs) so i love virginia o'brien uh she also she was she was known as the stone-faced girl
0: yes that was i did look that up
1: and she has also a a couple of great numbers in like the harvey girls she played she's also in that and i love her ability to like she ends the song on a long note but then yawns halfway through it like it's that kind of making fun of her own beauty and talent and things like that and and salome is is a clever lyric like oh, you have to admit salome.
0: it i'm sorry I, yeah. keep, I keep saying it as if it's salome. the no i keep saying it as if it's the um actual biblical figure salome
1: right but,
0: but it's no matter salome. how
1: you slice it, it's still salome. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's you know. Sometimes, sometimes movie these movie musicals are made to to kind of bring the concepts of vaudeville and even radio to the screen. I mean, you this might have been the first time that audiences at the time had ever seen Tommy Dorsey on the big screen and what he looked like. And that, those sequences with Tommy Dorsey are just gorgeous. But
0: that's a, he's a, he's, he's a name I've heard before.
1: Right. Oh, definitely. But most people back in the day might've only heard him on the radio. On the
0: radio. Because, Mm.
1: you know, like kind of like, um, uh, you kind of get a sense of, of the times. If you've ever listened to the original War of the Worlds that, um, that was in like 1938 it starts out very and now we bring you to the ballroom of the the edison ballroom in los angeles with you know blah 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 blah, and his orchestra and then it plays a little bit and then the radio cuts to something else and 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 you get a sense of that life but they're bringing that onto the the big screen. screen exactly and then you get the hilarious Let's let's look at Tommy Dorsey and his uh, the Pied Pipers, the quintet that would that sang, Katie went to Haiti. Let's let's have them sing this tight jazz harmony in full, full regalia of wigs and, and stockings and silks. You know,
0: oh, are you talking about in the dream sequence in the
1: dream sequence when you see like Tommy Dorsey in this wig and, and glasses
0: still? Did it look like he was questioning his life choices in that moment?
1: You know, I think he was like, This is a paycheck. This is a, <laughs> this is a
0: paycheck. And Def- definitely, you know, when they first of all, anachoristic, but like oh, again, yeah. it's a daydream. So, yeah, or totally. it's
1: it's skeleton's Mickey daydream, which is hilarious.
0: Um, Did you get that joke?
1: Like, oh, I'm gonna slip him a Rooney. And he's like, Well, what's a Rooney? It's like, Oh, it's. It's half a Mickey. Mickey Rooney. Oh my God. (laughs) See, there are so many, like, moments that are so, like, of the time that audiences might laugh uproariously at.
0: So, um, you've got Red Skelton, like, on his own planet.
1: He's the Jim Carrey of of the
0: 1940s. Right, but he's, he, because Virginia O'Brien is very, is the stone face comedian right. and everything uh gene kelly kind of gets some laughs but he's definitely the dance man of the oh. show lucille ball is like the sex figure but like i don't know what red Skelton was on but it was <laughs> it was very it was very much like night and day where yeah. you know he he was in his own movie it felt like at some point because i mean like you said, he was the Jim Carrey of his day, but, like, it didn't have to be <laughs> that. Yeah,
1: yeah. The director, uh, uh, what's his name, Ruth, was not, I don't think he was very hands-on, and I, I looked at his IMDb. Oh, good. I looked at his ha- IMDb, and he wasn't, uh, I can't remember, like, what else he had directed.
0: Oh, um, he had a career after this?
1: Well, he did a lot, all of his 30s and 40s uh, movies were very low budget. And then he went into TV in the 50s and then he died in 1961. So he really didn't, um, he was just like much. a working director, but I don't think he had very many in your face pop kind of uh, like ones that came out.
0: I mean, the way that it felt like Red Skelton was playing it, it felt like it was a silent film for him hmm. in a way. Cause he was yeah. very big and over the top and like
1: the way he falls asleep after uh, having that mickey is is it is it's
0: insane it's a
1: three-act performance yeah Yeah.
0: and then when he's chasing lucy around the bedroom first of all they change the style of filmmaking for that one scene one
1: sequence when they're running around in a circle and the dp is in the middle you know thing i did read that uh Lucille loved the cinematographer so much that he that she brought him on for her her for I Love Lucy.
0: And did you also read that this was her, the first appearance of her red hair? Yes. Mhm.
1: She she earned her trademark after after this uh this movie. movie. So, you know, there's some there's some DNA of of uh of of, of what's to come in this movie. But if... Gene Kelly had only done for me and my gal like a couple years before. So, he wasn't a big
0: Oh, he wasn't—he wasn't Gene Kelly at no, the time. No, he hadn't
1: done Singing in the Rain*. He hadn't done uh, *He hadn't done American in Paris*. Um, so he was—he was working his way up, but uh, uh, you know, he so was, was still.
0: Was Lucille Ball and Red Skelton the? Uh, well, then you have uh, Zero Mostel, and did I say his name right? Yeah, Zero Mostel. Yeah,
1: he uh, had been—he's—he was on Broadway a couple of years. Like he hadn't done *Fiddler* yet.
0: And then who was the friend? The or the bell? The other bellman? Like he was somebody uh, Rags, else.
1: Rags. Rag. Ragland.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, he was in Girl Crazy and Anchors Away.
0: Right, but like he,
1: but uh, he was just I, vaudeville. These are just like vaudeville. Yeah, it
0: idiots. felt it. It felt like though, um, like maybe Lucille Ball and Red Skeleton were like the names of the time. Yeah. Cause did. Uh, virginia o'brien you said she was in harvey girls i think that was after
1: i think this after yeah
0: hold on i'm on yep. her uh okay no wait yes it was after yeah because then she also did the Zigfield follies um the movie yeah uh, i think but only yeah.
1: one sequence in Zigfield.
0: yes yeah. she sang here's to the ladies or yep. that was her scene
1: Here's to the beautiful like, girl. Ah, oh, here's to the love of the lady. I can't remember the the melody, but I remember that. Yeah, I mean, some yeah. sometimes these movies were like. I'm trying to think of a <laughs> modern, you know, pastiche. Let's just throw shit at the at the screen. Oh it, we have, no! More, so, can we more get?
0: so, more so about like old theater, where it's like, I got a barn. Let's put up a show, kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah um but with, oh my god this movie that,
1: and that whole sequence with <clears> the um who was it um i think you wrote it down the thinking of you a cigarette sweet music in you i'm getting sentimental over you um the the trio with the guitar doing parodies of old radio performances the where the guy boys. and they did they did like the 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 guitar with his nose I mean, and the trumpet,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then and then b- quite brilliantly cuts to the trumpeter of Tommy Dorsey by having him pretend to be the trumpet, and then it just pay, you know pans over to the actual. That might have been thrilling in 1943.
0: Well, yeah. I I, I try to look up the Oxford Boys because that was the name that they credited them as.
1: Yeah, and now we cut to the Oxford Boys. Yeah,
0: nothing, nothing. No, they they I don't think they were real. Or they they gave them character, the character names, but they were a different yeah. troop. Because, you know, you would think, though, I mean, they go, they they say Tommy Dorsey so many times in this fucking movie. yeah. But, like, maybe they were real, like a real troop or something? Oh, definitely they
1: were a real troop. I think they were, I think they were, they were touring America. They probably did radio programs. They did ball, they were specialty acts. That Mm -hmm. would do, you know, three shows a day and that would, you know, their one, their one, you know, six minute specialty act. And a lot of times in Hollywood during the time, they would send uh, basically the casting directors or the talent scouts to small little cabarets or or ballrooms um, across the nation to find shows that might be good for the screen, that might be entertaining for five minutes um
0: Which so random
1: it was it's so random it's so, so random. random this it movie is, so is
0: this movie is random totally like I, besides the dream sequence i don't know what the hell's going on
1: i know I, and the dream sequence in the in the show it happens a, it starts a lot earlier so the dream sequence starts halfway through this movie
0: yeah at minute 58
1: there you go Exactly. And, and you're just like, oh, th- we're now in a whole new movie when it should have right. been 15 minutes into...
0: But here's Tommy <laughs> you know? Dorsey as well. But here's Tommy
1: Dorsey. Let's watch him for... And, and oh my god, Buddy Rich, the, the drummer, has that solo in, at, in, at, you know to, to segue from, like, I'm sentimental into and, and Get It, I think. And it's just the epitome of the music at that time. That is the big band sound that is just mm. so beautiful to listen to so that's when i really paid attention to the screen i was like oh my god
0: like this don't get me wrong i did beautiful. like the the musical numbers although confusing as to like what they meant for the story or what have you yeah. were great tommy dorsey and his band obviously were fantastic but yeah. like did they have to be there
1: no no <laughs> It was could just an excuse for Katie went to Haiti in Five Part Harmony, you know. Could
0: it. we just do the show as a movie? Yeah, you know,
1: I don't know. Um, it's it, it's great to see Zero Mostel, young Zero Mostel, doing his Charles Boyer impression, which I didn't know at the when I first saw the movie, and then I had to look it up the second time, saying, "Oh, say, so he's trying to be French. He's trying to pick up a that girl." That was
0: the one, Who was, like
1: who is he doing? And it's like, oh, Charles Boyer had done, like, a movie with Hedy Lamarr where he played this kind of French, you know, lover kind of thing, and that was his, that was Zero doing his impression, because that's what he would do in on vaudeville and on the circuits. He would do impressions.
0: This movie is wild. I,
1: I know, I know. So it is, like, literally a product of its time, and it's really funny to think about the I I the don't... idea of, of the, oh, a guy gets... You know, gets a Mickey and falls asleep and dreams he's in another uh, time period because mm-hmm. that's the talking about Gene Kelly. That is the uh, the the way that um, that the movie within the movie. That's how they transform the movie within the movie from a regular show into a musical. They're like, how are we going to transform this, you know, this swashbuckling movie into into a musical? Oh, oh we'll singing have in the
0: rain. Yeah, and yeah. singing in the
1: rain. We'll have the head, the lead guy, get a coconut. You know, on his head, he'll wake up in you know 17th century, and he'll will be able to do the Charleston, but still be in costume.
0: The dueling cavalier, yeah, the dueling cavalier, exactly. Like, I mean, I don't think this movie is a product of its time. I just think really. Oh, interesting. No, I'm I'm going to I'm going to get my hot takes on it. Um, it felt like it felt like a lot of studio influence, where they were Mm. like, "We've got the story." But we also need to like showcase Tommy Dorsey mm-hmm. and these other acts like you said that we've, right. that we've picked up on. So now we're gonna throw it all together and make it work.
1: And not really trust the original source material. No. Yeah. No. Gotcha.
0: Because like they they're like well, we're gonna bare bones the source material. And now we'll have a coat check guy. We'll have the singer of the club. We'll mm-hmm. have her her lover will have her other lover we'll have you know this other woman that's in love with the Kochek guy
1: yeah good enough
0: and now tommy dorsey and his orchestra like <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah in in many ways there's no re- there's there's no surprise why you've never heard of this movie before. Uh,
0: nope because nope. i don't
1: think it it rose to the you know it wasn't the the cream of the wheat you know the, to, to rise to the top over the last 50 60 years you
0: know uh, i i i'm glad i watched it because yes. you know i like like the the great thing about doing this podcast is like i get to experience things you know you know whether it's a movie I love that somebody picked, or it's something like this that I've never heard of and I will never watch it again. <laughs> but I, I've experienced it, and now I can like talk about it. And yeah. it, in the future, if somebody's like, "Do Barry was a lady," I'll be like, "Don't watch the movie.
1: <laughs> just just skip. There's a couple of just, good songs. Load
0: just skip. Just yeah. just watch the Virginia O'Brien scenes."
1: <laughs> well, I mean, Gene Kelly. Whether well, yeah, he's Gene... wearing, whether he's wearing a tux or whether he is in the 1700s wearing a Robin Hood outfit, I will follow that shit until the ends of the earth. And
0: I believe you. Oh, uh,
1: God, Gene Kelly. Oh,
0: both oh my I... mom.
1: Both my mom and I had had crushes growing up on Gene Kelly, exactly the same teenage time. So I will. I mean, there's he was, nothing. He is very oh. pretty. Oh, God, and a smile. And mm-hmm. I will say the song Do I Love You is one of my favorite Cole Porter songs ever written because it is so romantic and the songs have these beautiful mem- uh, metaphors. I mean, could the ocean leave the shore? Will I worship you forever? Isn't heaven forevermore? It's this continued question about love. And, and if anyone's saying that, I might have to take my husband's ring off and follow them again. You know, that that song is so beautiful. And the fact that, that Gene Kelly, you know, sings it to Lucille Ball and then does a, a you know, joyous, she loves me kind of, kind of solo afterwards. is just oh my God. beautiful.
0: Okay. So <laughs> this movie, this movie, every five seconds, there's something like that it, I'm going to I'm going to compare it to this and you're going to probably like question it for a second. It felt like watching Tiger King because every five minutes something even crazier happens. This
1: batshit just comes in and yes. And suddenly he's singing this beautiful duet and tap or tap dancing to this to this beautiful song. And then some chorus girls come in.
0: No, after he, well, so after he sings this beautiful heartfelt song where it's just him and a piano, Mm -hmm. he does this like tapping to stage. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And then he's on stage tapping. I'm like, was he like warming up?
1: Well, because he's, he said, I wrote a new song for tonight. I want you to be the first one to hear it. So that's why. He's planned the performance.
0: Well, no, yeah. But, like, the fact that from her dressing room to the stage. Oh, yeah. The time like, is just
1: like, oh, that happens.
0: He, like, does, <laughs> does, like, a grapevine and some time steps and bullshit. And I'm yeah. like, what is this?
1: Because he's in love and love makes him tap dance.
0: Oh, my God. No matter and then, how, where he's then, going. And then we go into the the dream sequence where everyone yeah. of course everyone's playing another character and like the fact that red skeleton's character gets an arrow in the back and i'm like what is going on
1: yeah what
0: is this i mean it's i, I
1: said I... <laughs> I know i know it's insane I know. um
0: question yes was there a reason why we didn't actually see that guy pour the mick put the mickey in the drink
1: um you mean like he had his back to the camera yeah kind of thing i don't think so i mean it's it, he he did pretty well the 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 behavior to tell the story of like which which tray had had it because he's like okay you're he, he actually pet it like like tapped it like right you're, you're my ding and then like he but almost it, it, spilled it and then he turned the tray around so
0: it seemed very deliberate like not showing him doing it or the pour the powder or whatever into yeah. that one dr- glass
1: maybe it's just a props like we don't want to take the time to deal with this like pretend just pretend it just pretend it rags oh, <laughs> you, know, just, maybe. you know you know so that's, that's not
0: because like it wasn't like they were using it as a date rape drug no and okay, that's
1: what a mickey is that's what that's mickey what i'm like that's
0: what a mickey is yeah like they're using it Not to rape, not to sexually rape the person, but, like, to take him out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the whole, that whole sequence, which, uh, was it a half hour? Was it, like, ten hours? I don't remember. And then at the end, they're like, let's sing Friendship. And I just went, what?
1: Yeah. It is a nice little... It's, it's a great song. It's a, another Cole Porter song that Lucy actually used later on in, in her yeah. TV show. And you can tell it's a beautiful, it's a wonderful play on words. And Lucy actually uses her own voice in that. You can see she was dubbed for the opening Barry Was a Lady. You could just totally hear like Dewberry was a lady she has this like very smoky and, voice and then in friendship she's like it's friendship it's like oh my god there's two but, different voices out of her mouth
0: but like those of us that know lucy's voice like you're like that's her that's yeah. not her and no. Dewberry was a lady mm-hmm. but um so i obviously know lucille ball from i love lucy and all that mm-hmm. was this movie like her real voice or was she putting on a voice like it, may, it it. I questioned reality for a second while I was watching this because I'm so used to that like nasally, new, somewhat New Yorky, you know, yeah.
1: I mean, ball she, voice. I but, think she had been doing like some film noir kind of kind of uh, uh, movies beforehand, and so this, I think she was. But like I was didn't know if, it very straight, you know. But this, I didn't know movie. if it
0: was like Fran Drescher for the Nancy. No,
1: I think that was just her natural. That was her comedic side sh- shining through at the end. That's for sure. That was like she she was like, okay, now I get to actually do shtick that I've wanted to do and I want to do, you right. know, at the end, which is right, really uh... refreshing to see. Ugh, this movie was so, I know. <laughs> was so weird. It was so weird. So weird. Can we talk I... about? um Can we talk the... about the yes. Argus girls? Yes. Those. The...
0: The, the the Esquire girls or whatever. Yeah,
1: the, they're they're the Esquire girls. Uh, I think they're the 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 group was called the Vargas girls. I think um, the famous Vargas girls, Esquire Lovelies, come to life. I Varga girls. Sorry, it's it's singular. Varga girls.
0: I yeah. kind of enjoyed that sequence in a way.
1: The calendar more.
0: Sequence? The what? The calendar, the calendar sequence. sequence? Yeah. More from like. Costumes and scenic standpoint because the fact that they were on their own little like the tiniest of circles that were revolves of
1: dais yeah (laughs) I
0: was just like this is amazing yeah and then their costumes I mean I know they were sexy and everything or sexy of the time but yeah I I enjoyed them because it was it was it was
1: and if you think about it like even singing in the rain was doing a parody of that with the beautiful girl sequence where they go from one uh woman to the other where they're just kind of like props they're just kind of like living models um and uh and but that was their style they were i mean that were, they were they were but the supermodels of their day
0: that also feels like a follies thing
1: yeah very much so like you know just i'm walking and the costume is what you need to look at <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um apparently hugh hefner was inspired by this calendar girl sequence to name her, his playboys after you know ms march ms april ms you know that kind of thing so he was
0: i did know, read that fact on imdb yeah. as well
1: yeah so and and that that weird song that red skelton sings towards the end i love an esquire girl if you like it's it's so i mean it's misogyny Wait. on stage but
0: <laughs> isn't that the same moment
1: uh I think so yeah I think the 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 actual song but he's like he uses them as props like they have no personalities at at all besides smiling and being cute you know? okay
0: so we've established that you've watched a lot of uh, I'll say a lot of mm-hmm. classic Hollywood films mm-hmm. what's up with the girls looking so bored in the beginning was I, that a thing
1: I they I think it was trying they were trying to be a parody of sophistication, I think, because they were complete opposite of what you know the kind of uh, sprightly showgirl would kind of you know be. Mm. So they were trying to be very sophisticated and saying this, da, 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 da. Okay. and then it was cutting to doberry was a li-, like,
0: and, b- and, b- yeah, b-
1: and and <laughs> and you know chorus boys in in wigs and and stockings as well.
0: They were chorus boys.
1: Yeah, at the end. Yeah, they were little Chorus Boys, yeah.
0: Like I said, I blacked out a lot of this yeah, movie. Yeah, the
1: Chorus Boys were...
0: I watched it. I know yeah. I watched it. But the- oh, wait, now I remember the Chorus Boys. Weren't they on, like, Silver or something? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they, they did that whole dressing sequence where... Um, lucille was, ball was wearing the peignets but the back of her dress was exposed so i guess that was like a little bro like is she a burlesque performer kind of yeah in I the so.
1: in, a, in, in a classy nightclub kind of kind of way but in she gets the, dressed instead of undressed
0: right but like in the original format of it well I yeah the,
1: if, if gypsy rose lee is gonna wear it you're gonna do the stage show might as true. well you know <laughs> And actually yeah. if you if you look if, if if anyone wants to just watch the opening sequence of of the of the titles you'll see in the background behind the titles it's a it's a drawing of a woman undressing from yes. her, you know, 17th century outfit or 18th century outfit into a little pinup outfit.
0: I like that that was also a IMDb trivia and I was like yeah if you it's watch the movie that's you not trivia. see it
1: that's not trivia <laughs> that's not
0: trivia what are you doing <laughs> I am D B, how dare you
1: yep yep yeah there were a lot of like that's not trivia yeah um, um yeah.
0: okay so like i'm not gonna lie there were some moments where i mentally checked out yeah <laughs> like tommy Dorsey, love you but like i don't want to watch two trumpeters like battle each other
1: at each other oh i love that sequence
0: no no i don't want to watch it i'll listen to it okay but i don't really like there was it was very like low action low stakes gotcha yeah like it it sounded great don't get me wrong because you know they're great musicians but i was just like this is the this felt like it was 10 minutes long did we Mm -hmm. need a medley that was 10 minutes long by tommy dorsey and his orchestra probably
1: not yeah yeah on songs that probably uh we've already heard tommy dorsey play on the Mm. radio many times um yeah i mean yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it also
0: felt like there was not a lot happening but too much happening at the same time you know where it was everyone is lusting after Lucille ball i get it but like did that virginia o'brien i mean she's she's, she's, she's there she's, she, she's she's nice present. looking
1: yeah totally totally
0: um one one could find her attractive i mean she would it wasn't like she was dripping in furs and jewels and all that, but like she's got like a she's very thin too. Which, yeah. m- I mean, that kind of made me feel a little uncomfortable when <laughs> she's singing her song and you just see her waist being like six inches wa- a- a- around. Round,
1: yeah, she turns sideways and disappears. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: A, yeah. A, a gust of wind happens and she floats away. <laughs> yeah. Like, but what I what I kind of did appreciate is in the dream sequence, she was, like, Lucy's best friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what was the line? There was this one line where they go to the to the inn. Um, oh, oh, they're, they're mad about me. Oh, yeah, everyone's mad about you. Like, there's this wonderful, you know, one-liners yeah. that, that Virginia O'Brien has that only, you know, she could deliver, which was really great. But, I mean, talk about costumes and sets they were apparently using a an old
0: they were reusing stuff yeah reusing
1: old stuff but lucille's dresses were just so gorgeous i mean her off the shoulder reveal as duberry with that that giant white wig and silver like diamond um Mm -hmm. jewels and then when she when she goes to the inn, she's in that beautiful—I think it's like a blue or green—velvet outfit.
0: Well, both of them are like over oh, the top,
1: just opulence gorgeous.
0: and everything. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> she's
1: berry. She's of course like gonna wear all that you know finery.
0: I did it like the red two piece that she wears. I'm oh, gonna say it in the very, t- in it, the very beginning in, the, in her dressing room, and then she changes again like,
1: to like a pink. I liked the pink. The pink, with the, the pink with the with the with
0: the, the beautiful the beads, beads white oh. sequence whatever yeah that was beautiful gorgeous yeah. i don't i think i think the red number would have worked if it was a one piece
1: mm. as opposed to the little
0: it, crop top <laughs> but like it, it wasn't like a full like what we call what we would do like a crop top and a skirt today mm-hmm. where there's more midriff showing yeah it was, was like a
1: style in the 40s as well
0: it was but like I don't know, yeah. Was away. i was too distracted
1: by gene kelly singing to really care about her dress though
0: that's yeah, true that was me <sighs> yeah oh my god okay so in your opinion i sometimes ask this when it mm-hmm. comes to movies like this is this a musical movie or a movie with music
1: uh, it's a movie with music
0: because even when they when they sing uh, i like a nice choir girl and other things i'm just like you don't justify
1: no i i wrote down because i was writing on all these all these songs there's a lot of throwaway songs yeah. where if you just took them out and threw them away nothing would change in terms of the storytelling or the characters or like when like that.
0: when did give him the ooh la la happen i don't re- sometimes that's... it's
1: in the background or whatever you know
0: that's in the original show. Okay, gotcha. That opens yeah. up Act 2 um, where DuBerry sings it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which man. kind of
1: makes sense. You know, that sounds like a little, you know, parody of a French song that, you know, that a, that a woman called DuBerry would would sing and be cute. But they didn't really give anything else to Lucille Ball to do as DuBerry except to react to others. hmm You know?
0: Well, carol Burnett sang it on her tv show uh at one point (laughs) okay
1: yeah i mean it's it's a well-known standard and it just seems like a lot of the songs either like fell either they they became standards after this movie or they just completely fell off everyone's radar radar and no one sang it ever again
0: well, apparently, I'm reading now the uh, the Wikipedia page for mm-hmm. the show version. Gotcha. Um, City Center Encores did a concert version in 1996. Oh, nice! With Robert Morris as Louis and Faith Prince as May.
1: Ooh. Um,
0: and then in 2014, San Francisco's 42nd Street Moon Company revived a stage production with Bruce Valanche as louis <laughs>
1: wow
0: yeah wow i right. wish i could go back in time and, and see watch that. that yeah yeah this but like i i kind of would love to see a movie version of the musical yeah because i don't know the better, musical
1: with a little better book i think it needs it needs a screenplay that actually
0: Who's but to actually, say that this is the This is the book.
1: Well, this is definitely, I would say, like hands down. There's there's so much. Some of the the jokes are pure vaudeville, and it, mm-hmm. it could have been Bert Lahr, you know, you know, esque kind of kind of jokes. And there was some there was some interesting. Uh, jokes like hey how come all the rich people have all the money you know the little little like one-liners that are like oh wait that was funny that was that was funny but in terms of the structure and the characters and i love the fact that at the guillotine uh set at the at the end it's there's a banner that says double header today
0: (laughs) i missed that oh oh god don't make me rewatch this movie no, no, no. no you don't have to
1: i'll just tell you about that and it's like you know, and like a uh, chopping program, get your chopping program, so there's <laughs> you know there's there's room for those kinds of jokes, and you know, I can kind of see like Ryan Reynolds doing the the this red skeleton <clears throat> character, you know that kind of thing where he, he he has to react to being in a different time zone but also have the ability to make modern day jokes would be you know that kind of thing
0: so then who do you want to play do you bury?
1: Oh wow. Who is Ra- a... Okay, so
0: if it's Ryan Reynolds,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as Louie. As Louie. Who is Barry? Who's Alec? Alex. Mm-hmm.
1: Alec. Well, I'd want to I want to still maintain that they can sing. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the goal. I mean, you can... I'm trying to fi- find out like a modern like the the who can be like a Sutton Foster but on the big screen. Kind of. I mean why not Sutton Foster? I mean, Sutton Foster would be pretty good. Um and is Alec Alex Alec um Okay. Let's only let's, because only because okay, I would say only because I just read it he's gonna be Fred Astaire in a future biopic, uh Tom Holland.
0: Let's say though Okay that the Alec character doesn't have to be a dancer. Doesn't
1: have to be a dancer, okay.
0: Well no, but like yeah. he's still a performer. So yeah, like still a performer. So, like, a Donald O'Connor, Danny Kay kind of a thing, because maybe he's a little funnier, but, like, obviously modern day. How
1: about Grant Dustin? Uh, Gustin? Dustin from um from The Flash, who is also in Glee, who's also a singer, who can do comedy. I would say, like, he would be a good one, you know, who could probably you might also,
0: if we, maybe we could switch Ryan Reynolds and Grant Dustin.
1: Oh, okay. All right. And be...
0: Because like I I don't think we need a total slapstick. Movie. True as
1: red, yeah,
0: yeah. As we red. don't need we don't need that. We just need um, someone
1: who can look at things and react and make more funny one liners.
0: Oh, you're right. It does you know. have to be Ryan Reynolds then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So give us the money. We'll rewrite. Yeah, the, we will we'll, redo we, this rework movie. It. I feel like Ryan, though. Talk to me. I feel like though we do have to set it in the forties uh thirties, forties. Ooh, what?
1: 40s 43 yeah so from 40s to to the 1700s
0: yeah i feel like we still it still needs to be period okay like in both cases it can't be we can't because the nightclub scene of present day isn't the same as it was in the 40s because that nightclub was gorgeous it was very pretty and of course they used it a a lot because that's besides the dream sequence that's really all we are yeah. I mean where there's a seat there's the scene in uh Lucy's dressing room, dressing room and then there's the train scene, but like other than that. We're it's
1: just in the nightclub, the, yeah. We're
0: in the nightclub. Yeah. Which part of me was like, Are we gonna leave the nightclub? <laughs> Is
1: there even an audience in that nightclub? Like yes, I there never were. okay, I never I don't remember shots cutting to the audience and they are reacting but you know
0: there wasn't shots cutting to them but they were background extras and gotcha. it, and of course like you know Zero mostels F- hedy Lamar monologue yeah Ugh. yeah uh is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into sharp and flare um
1: there was a couple of songs that I remember that were in the background like uh Well Did You Ever which is a great song that uh was actually used finally in high society with frank sinatra but that was in the background music like the muzak of of, of some <laughs> of the scenes and i'm like why wasn't well did you ever in this movie it's a great song
0: because it's it's a, it's a cole porter it's might a cole as well
1: porter. it's it's sassy it's sophisticated it's it's you know it's got it's it's talking about high society and 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 which is what Red Skeleton's character was going from literally rags to riches in a single, you know, a single moment, and then having it all taken know, away, taken away at the end, quite you know, hilariously in in that kind of old old style of like, oh well, you know, easy come, easy go kind of kind of thing. Um, uh,
0: which that's yeah. unrealistic too, because all the taxes that like he would have had to pay the taxes yes. as soon as he won
1: exactly um no i mean the producer of this was was, was surprising to me because it was arthur freed who went on to do meet me and saint louis just the next year singing in the rain royal wedding an american in paris showboat bandwagon uh what else do i have written down Oh, brigadoon and gigi and he was the uh, he was also surprisingly the co-songwriter on a lot of the Singing in the Rain score. So that was like that's what he wrote like back in the in the 20s and 30s that they reused for Singing in the Rain. And this just did not seem like one of his produced movies.
0: Like I said it might have been like a the studio's involvement that he completely just, destroyed it yeah. because like we ha um we had the story. Mhm it was it it was done just do it uh, just put it to film change things here and there because you can but like
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and i'll also say uh, the, the other like two little things that i remember is that uh this was uh the last for the do i love you sequence this was the last uh choreography that was given to gene kelly rather than him coming up with his own stuff so oh. he didn't he didn't choreograph that number it it was choreographed by charles walters who played alex on broadway so he played the gene kelly role and choreographed this for gene <laughs> kelly on screen which is like wait but he was only like four years older than he was on broadway why didn't he just do the production i don't know maybe if you're gonna get gene kelly you're going to get gene kelly
0: but again this was before gene kelly was gene was a kelly. big
1: yeah so, so
0: unless yeah. they were like you got star quality kid yeah camera loves you camera
1: loves you i mean i love him so i'm not complaining on that but but it was interesting to see like like wow that's that is the difference between broadway and hollywood right there
0: i have my own hot take opinion on gene kelly okay I'm not gonna lie
1: because
0: uh. i've read i've read a lot about what happened on singing in the rain oh
1: yeah with with Debbie yeah mm-hmm. and and having her, let her uh, feet bleed and all that stuff and, and then in, abusive that way yeah and
0: then in uh, other movies where the female co-star was like he's a nightmare <laughs> so yeah looks pretty he's a yeah.
1: nightmare ah. Oh, please. anyway
0: <laughs> uh, let's get into sharp and flat shall okay. we yes sharp flat so in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about them. If we liked it, it's sharp, and if we didn't like it or felt like it could change or something, it's flat. Surprisingly, I don't have that many flats. Mm-hmm. All right, but I—I I mean, eh. eh. <laughs> uh, what were your sharps for this movie?
1: I mean, Gene Kelly isn't doing "Do I Love You." I will—I will go to my grave just absolutely loving that number I just absolutely love it I it, it's it's it, it it made my romantic heart at age you know 13 or 14 whenever I first saw it just absolutely love it I remember typing up the lyrics on my little dot matrix computer at home so I would like I dictated the lyrics because you couldn't look them up online so that's how I learned. so
0: you song. you brought your boombox right to the speakers I, yep, I
1: recorded it recorded
0: it and then you would play it back over and over again and type out the lyrics. And
1: type out the lyrics so I could... I could
0: memorize by them. By myself
1: and memorize them, exactly.
0: I'm so proud of you.
1: Oh, thank you. That's why some people are like, how do you know this song? It's like, I...
0: Put I the work in, goddammit. I
1: was a nerd.
0: Well, because not only... You, you did, like, all three ways to learn things. You, you listened to it, first of all. You mm-hmm. typed it, which is tactile. And then you mm-hmm. read it, which is visual. So... Mm-hmm it's in it's in you it's
1: in me maybe i can find the sheet music i don't have
0: the sheet music i'll find that
1: i'll do it i'll do it at the next open mic <laughs> ha! Yep. uh
0: so for my sharps i wrote down virginia o'brien up-y. she's
1: great she's great
0: um i like the calendar costumes i also oh god it's i'm sharping this <laughs> what the women's costumes for do i love you the one that's in that he's performing yeah the mini dress with the fringe it's so ugly i love it
1: (laughs) isn't one like pink and one side green or something yep yep. it's
0: it's like fuchsia and and uh acid green and you're like (laughs) oh this is disgusting i love it
1: and then Gene uh, Kelly does handstand jumps underneath their legs across the lip of the stage to end the show. And you're like, what, what did he just do?
0: <laughs> Sorry, I was too distracted by like that diagonal of fringe on yeah. their mini dresses to <laughs> re- even remember that he did that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I wrote this down during the opening credits. I, fu- I, don't, I fucking love this too, because it's so stupid. Costume supervision by Irene and then her associate was shoop 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 shoop, shoop. i think i'm saying shoop. the name right but like the shoop. fact that it's irene and shoop shoop there's well, they have no yeah. last they have no other names
1: well irene was kind of the madonna of costuming back then i think she and edith head were like if you saw those gowns that name on in the credits at the beginning you knew the gowns were going to be
0: gorgeous I still, I, I was just like, I love this. I don't know. I don't know
1: who they are. I don't know who they <laughs> yeah.
0: are. But Irene and Shoop. Shoop.
1: Yeah. I wonder yeah. who Shoop was.
0: Uh, So what were your flats?
1: Uh, it just needed a tighter script in general. It just, yes. it needed to be less about the specialty acts in the beginning and yes uh, and get to cuz there was a lot more potential i think for for the fantasy and then to have it end so goddamn abruptly and to have everything wrapped up in this nice little friendship bow was just so weird it was like okay uh there's there's room for a little bit more a little bit more understanding and and to have this woman go from oh, I'm going to get ma- marry this guy for his money and then go, oh, you're no, you're not rich anymore? I'm going to marry the poor composer guy anyway.
0: Who I actually love. Who
1: I actually love. And then we're going to sing a trio about friendship. And did you- <laughs> speaking of the, it turns into a quart- uh, quintet with Virginia and Tommy Dorsey joining the dance at the end. And Tommy just, oh, honey, just stick to your stick to your baton waving because oh boy he was he had this plastered smile on his face but he was not comfortable with any of that choreography
0: again it's a paycheck
1: it's a paycheck
0: uh i'm yeah. gonna agree with you with the nightclub music i was just like it's an hour and 41 minutes if you told me that this movie was three hours long i'd believe you yeah because there's so much that happens in the nightclub and you're like what am i watching yeah what, what's happening? Uh, like you get
1: like kind of a lay Miz, you know, rebellion song at the end, towards the end, with Gene Kelly in the inn and him doing kind of this this rebellious Hamilton rap, you know, his his soft spoken kind of, you know, you know, uh monologue set to rhythm at the end. And you're just kinda of like there's there's i think there's there was more in the in the original script that that could have been delved into
0: honestly
1: more.
0: again you i blacked that. that out yeah you've lost
1: <laughs> you're like what but it's gene kelly in a ponytail come on
0: i mean uh, he looks great but i forgot that he sang a song in the yeah uh, yeah uh are there any songs you would add to your life's playlist
1: that i would add because do, do i love you is obviously already
0: well no no yeah like like well, what would, songs are already there, slash would you add any after watching I would, this
1: movie? I would add Salome or Salome to my to my song list. I, I think would do
0: it's called Salome. I know, that's but what she, she pronounces
1: it Salome, Salome, yeah. Um but I would do I would perform that at an open mic. I would do that in a cabaret. I think that's there's so many cute little uh lyrics in there that, that are are genuinely funny. Um yeah. That would be okay. that'd be cute.
0: So I actually only wrote down friendship the finale one but you've you've persuaded me i'm going to add salome okay yeah to my life's playlist and thank god we're done with the episode (laughs) (laughs) my god i mean it was a great conversation to have with you but and it's
1: really (sighs) it's really great to see you know some people who might not have gotten screen time otherwise get some screen time um yeah i don't know it's 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 i think it's a it, it's it's a stepping stone movie musical from, yeah you know from one part of someone's career to obviously to another right because um,
0: like like you said this is before i love lucy mm-hmm, um, before singing in the rain before singing in the rain before Skelton girls
1: yes yeah, skeleton was pretty uh famous at that time i think he was he was the the fame you know the the jester of a lot of movies
0: and lucille Um, ball has been was in a few other movies because she definitely had blonde hair yeah prior to this movie she was the gorgeous you know
1: absolutely the 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 epitome of kind of the 1940s glamour um, i'm i mean she's second
0: on the imdb page she is second build after Mm -hmm. red red so Yep. um but yeah is there anything you would like to plug or promote oh my goodness
1: um i am just i am me i guess <laughs> i'm i'm you know doing musical theater i'm doing cabaret i'm singing with my vocal group Marquis five um and and you know this year is is open up to possibilities that's for sure
0: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
1: and uh that's what i'm doing right now
0: where can the good people find you uh
1: my website is uh sierra s-i-e-r-r-a-r-e-i-n and that's my name on all the the twitters and the instas and the facebook's and all that stuff so you can find me there
0: thank you future uh future me is thanking present you for that (laughs) because when i have to write these out in the show notes i'm gonna be like what (laughs) <laughs> i mean i know you i know how to spell your name but like uh, the other stuff that uh you talked about i was like what what, what? what? What's going on? how do i spell things I spell? um if you've seen dewberry was a lady if you've seen the show actually i'd be very curious i'd be curious email yeah. me but at gmail.com i'm also on facebook instagram and twitter at buttersongpod. pod tell us what the show is <laughs> is the stage show better i hope i mean it lasted for over a year on broadway that's
1: good that's not really a turkey when it comes to broadway no.
0: and like you know they were cranking them out at that time yeah. so and if you want to be part of the next episode's conversation we're going to be talking about the gray's anatomy musical episode song beneath the song maybe we'll have you come back i don't know i i'm a little I'm a little upset with you, Barry.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I'm a we little would upset with my own, uh, with my youth,
0: <laughs> with remembering <laughs> that. Uh, well, no, this is good because now you can be like, never again, no. or again, but in the right mood. Gotcha. Right, right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. I will never watch it again. But for <laughs> you, yes. Have it,
1: have it on in the background at a party, and so people can glance at the TV and go. What the fuck is going on now?
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, he just took a mickey and he's about to pass out. That's okay. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) Bye for now, everyone. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again everyone and have a musical day.